0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Stocks Big Money, our weekly podcast where we talk about emerging growth small cap companies. Today we have Vu Trong, founder and CEO of Aridus Pharmaceuticals, which trades on the OTC under the ticker symbol ARDS. Can you share a little about your journey, Vu? How did you become the CEO of Aridus Pharmaceuticals and what is now driving you? In this role?
1: You know, I uh, helped uh, start this company a decade and a half ago, starting out as its chief scientific officer and then transitioning into the CEO role in 2014. The company is focusing on infectious disease. That's what I wanted to do to be in the infectious disease area. I wanted to focus on uh, really novel novel approaches to solving the antimicrobial resistance problem by studying classes of drugs that uh, are quite differentiated from antibiotic, And uh, the benefit of that, uh, I thought at the time, was that it also helped resolve or at least contribute in a major way to solving the AMR crisis that is has been with us for the last 20 years and continues to be a significant problem. You're continuing as the CEO uh, to try to find ways, to get these programs properly funded and developed. It is a lifelong passion to be in this area. This is the only area that I've been in all my career.
0: Vu, as the CEO of Aridus Pharmaceuticals, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've faced and how have you overcome them?
1: You know, being in the antimicrobial space, this is uh, an area that has not received significant investor support as other therapeutic areas like oncology or cardiovascular diseases and so on. It's also a space uh, where a lot of the multinational pharma companies have uh, have left, starting with um, really 20 years ago now. And so uh, funding or capitalization of companies focusing on the antimicrobial space that is antibiotic and so on, is front and center the biggest challenge that CEOs like myself face. The CEOs like myself typically have to go through, jump through quite a bit more hoops to provide the, the rationale for investments and the, the capital that we could procure is, uh, is smaller and capital comes in more expensive until, of course, we get somebody's product over the finishing line and the finish line and get it to the patient's bedside. But capital funding is, is a significant challenge in, in this space. But uh, the challenge presents itself other opportunities as well. And I think if you could show that uh, these novel, uh, innovative product could be brought to the market, given the challenge that you have to overcome, just makes it even more satisfying.
0: You know Vu, I've always been curious about your upbringing. I wanna know a little bit more about the challenges you faced growing up and how have they shaped you into the leader that you are today? Well, um, where do we start on that one?
1: You know, I came to the country back when the fall of Vietnam Growing up as a, as a refugee, having to be quite poor, having to study hard, work hard, take nothing for granted and be resilient, relentless in the life's goal and have the, uh, the level of respect for people and be compassionate in terms of patient needs. And all those are part of my upbringing that brought me to the role of a, of a drug developer trying to bring innovative medicines to patients uh, and, and try to do good. You know, I think th- those are all part of my upbringing and yeah, I continue to, to fight that, uh, that fight every day.
0: You know Vu, Aratus Pharmaceuticals is known for its innovative approach to fighting infections. Can you elaborate on what makes monoclonal antibodies an effective treatment compared to traditional antibiotics?
1: Yeah, you know, I think when we started this company, uh, boy, a decade and a half ago now, we thought that antibiotic resistance is going to be an increasing problem because, you know, pharma companies are leaving the space. The pipeline from the industry that is geared toward uh, fighting antibiotic um, resistance is is drying up. So we need novel, innovative approaches. And that's where our monoclonal antibodies have a, an interesting uh, potential. And that is, uh, these are molecules that human immune system makes to fight infection. It wasn't designed to fight anything else other than infection. Yet, if you look at use of antibodies to fight infection, it's been very few, mostly in oncology and other therapeutic areas, but not infection fighting. And so we thought that monoclonal antibodies are underutilized, underexploited as a class of antimicrobials or antiviral so we wanted to be in this space. We knew that, that uh, some patient makes these really nice antibodies that neutralize and, and protect people, whereas you know, typical uh, you know, other that have the same um, infection don't generate. So we developed a system to identify and clone genes that makes antibodies from patients that survive infection, and betting that, um, that they're generating rare and potent. Um, antibodies that could be used to rescue other folks that don't generate similar antibodies. And so, so these are quite novel approach. Uh, I think it, it's very well grounded in the science, uh, why you want to use an antibody to fight infection. This is what your your immune system is designed to do. And so we need to look inward uh, to look for those solutions uh, to fight antibiotic uh, resistance. And and, and uh, if you look at our lead asset, AR301, it's a monoclonal antibodies from patients that survived pneumonia. And, uh, and so we felt that this particular antibody neutralized um, the target so well. We want to develop and, and see if it's helpful. If you look at our phase three data that we unblinded earlier this year, uh, um, we think that the, the, the data is very strong. And the answer is a resounding yes. In older adults, for example, the use of our uh, monoclonal antibody, AR-301, was able to improve the clinical cure rate of pneumonia in these patients by 300% compared to the rest of the population. And it rises in level of statistical significance. And so we're quite excited by this demonstration. Antibodies also have a significant advantage in that they're safe, right? The antibody that we take out for one patient can be used to treat another patient uh, safely, and so you don't worry about safety as a potential risk to the program. So all there are, we we think that the future of viral and bacterial fighting probably belongs to monoclonal
0: antibodies. Vu, I'd like a little more color on that lead candidate of yours, AR-301. You mentioned it's shown promising results in treating pneumonia, that is specifically Ventilator associated pneumonia or VAP, it's caused by the bacterium called Staphylococcus aureus. Give us a little more, and very importantly, the upcoming plans for that single confirmatory phase three study. Right. The first phase three study showed
1: that when used adjunctively on top of standard care antibiotic compared to the antibiotics alone group uh, in a superiority clinical study design. We show that the treatment group, that is the antibody treatment treated group, uh, was able to show a clinically meaningful level of improvement in cure rate compared to the standard care antibiotics alone. In the uh, older adult that is 65 and over, uh, the signal was expanded by threefold, that is 300%. And we were quite pleased with that. And And that has to do with, in as you get older, your immune system don't work as well, and it, its effectiveness declines significantly. And so when a physician treat an older patient with antibiotic versus a younger patient, the cure rate in the older patient is lower, significantly lower. And so older patients are especially in need. And here, the, the target that the, the Our antibody neutralized is a toxin that destroys immune response. And so as you get older, when you have a declining immune capacity, the toxin is able to destroy easier the rest of your capacity. So when we use the antibody to prevent that from happening, we found that in older adults, the cure rate is back at the level as if they were young uh, again. And so this is quite, quite gratifying finding. We presented this to the FDA and EMA suggested that the next study should be the final phase three study. They both agree to that. We propose a study design with primary endpoint and secondary endpoints, and they agree to that as well. It's a single confirmatory phase three study. They also, Craig, uh, agreed to expanding the patient population beyond VAP, V-A-P, but to also include ventilated uh, hospital-acquired pneumonia as well as ventilated community-acquired pneumonia caused by staph aureus. So the the patient population is actually going to be expanding, uh, expanded in in the next and final study.
0: Turning now to the cystic fibrosis treatment, you're in uh, phase 2A there. The results for that uh, treatment were quite positive, Vu. Can you provide a little more context on that? What the results mean? What are the next steps for the treatment?
1: Right. That was a study in cystic fibrosis patient that follows the, the study in Healthy Subject, where we showed safety and strong pharmacokinetic data. Uh, we followed that with uh, testing in, uh, in in CF patients, cystic fibrosis patients, given um, as once a week, multiple times. We showed that drug was well-tolerated. Uh, that was the primary endpoint, secondary endpoint of pharmacokinetic. We also showed that the drug was able to be delivered at a very high level, a safe into lung, uh, safely and uh, efficiently in the lung of these patients and uh, achieving the level uh, that is much higher than what is required for therapeutic effect. So the program now is set up very nicely to do a larger phase 2b slash 3, you know, single Uh, study a final study and we we believe that with safety demonstrated uh, that is probably a a large hurdle for a drug like this Uh, and so it's it's set up very nicely for final demonstration now the relevance of this drug and the value of this drug is that its novel mechanism is very different from any antibiotic it's very effective against a very broad you know broad array of bacteria infection that cystic fibrosis patients still face even though they're on these channel modulators. These patients also need new antimicrobial that have very low propensity for developing drug resistance, and certainly AR501 being a, a novel mechanism drug also has very, very low propensity to develop drug resistance. So. So this fills the void that the niche that CF patient really needs in terms of antimicrobial treatment.
0: Vu, let's look out at the grand pharmaceutical landscape out there, if you will. Where would you see Aridus fitting in there? And how does the company's approach differ from others? You know, as we speak
1: about the the challenges of the antimicrobial space and how mu- multinational pharma companies have, have really left this space and not focusing this in, in a major way, that what that does is, is that it presents opportunities for smaller companies like Eridis to fill, fill that void and to continue the innovation, to continue to uh, instill innovation into the area and try to bring effective solutions to fight anti microbial resistance so i think we fit very nicely we fit in that void very nicely Uh, there's not a whole lot of companies that are focusing uh, in antimicrobial drug development even smaller companies are few and far in between and so we we think that the opportunity is certainly there to to make a difference and to be a a leader in in this space Uh, you know the large companies they're looking for drugs that that is brought to them uh, that are late stage with demonstration of safety and efficacy. And then they'll take over in terms of you know, going the rest of the way or going through marketing. And that's precisely actually where Aaron is. is. We brought these assets all the way to the point where they're ready for the final demonstration that follows a successful demonstration, either phase two or phase three testing. So we're in a really nice spot now to consider partnering with these uh, large pharma companies. These are all highly differentiated in the mechanism of action, the class of drug that they are as well. So, um, you know, we couldn't be more different as a, or differentiated as a, as a company that focuses on, on the antimicrobial space uh, in terms of. You know, classic drug mechanism, even pharmacokinetic and so on. So, so we, we, we think we're, we're quite,
0: quite unique. Final question Vu. As a successful CEO, what leadership lessons have you learned that you could share with our listeners?
1: You know, we talk about my upbringing. Uh, and I think uh, part of that is to be focused and be relentless and, and work hard, obviously and be true to the data don't uh, oversell the data whatever you see is what you present inspire trust in the street in terms of what you're trying to do the the what you what you saw in these patients as these drugs are, are are being tested but also to have no fear obviously it's a very challenging area to, to capitalize. as long as you are working on something novel and innovative and showing very convincing sign of safety and efficacy which we, we think our three lead assets have shown, then you should be in good shape. And so we we, we continue to be excited about the prospect of monetizing these assets and uh, returning shareholder value.
0: Vu, thank you very much for this candid interview. Thank you, Greg. Good to be with you. Listeners, tune in tomorrow for another episode of an exciting emerging growth company.
1: Some of the companies featured on this episode are red chip client companies, and we may own stock
0: in these companies. So please always read our disclosures at redchip.com.